What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for joining the Never Not Awkward podcast. Yes, I changed the name of the podcast recently because I was sitting there looking at uh, a bunch of pictures of, of Tanya and um, I saw the shirt that she always wore. Like she always wore Never Not Awkward t-shirt. And I will tell you a, a quick story about that. It was like, as she started getting you know, uh, sicker, you know, she couldn't do as many things. So I started chipping in and helping with housework and, you know, doing laundry. So anytime there was clothes on the floor, I used to just pick them up and, and, uh, <laughs> and wash them. And she used to get so angry at me because she was like, you always washing my shirt. Don't wash my shirt. Cause I can't find it. And it was just such a bad habit of me. I guess I got like OCD over doing the laundry. Um, because I, you know how it is with laundry. Like you always, always, there's always laundry to do. You, you can never catch up with laundry. Right. So anytime I saw things like that, I used to just pick up the clothes and just throw them in a the washer and wash the clothes. And you know, my methodology is, you know, we had dirty clothes hamper, but if the washer's empty, I used to just go ahead and throw everything in the washer, you know, until the washer got full and then started the washer. So oftentimes she'd be digging through the washer trying to find her, find her clothes or that specific never not awkward. But it spoke so much. That shirt is so much her, right? Um, when it comes to the way she was, you know, she was... She felt she was always awkward and always, especially when it came to social situations. So I decided to go ahead and change the name of the podcast to Never Not Awkward Podcast. So today's podcast is not actually about one of our stories. Well, it is one of our stories. It's more of her story and how she got into dog transporting. As you know, I recently did a dog transport from North Carolina to New Jersey. And uh, I wanted to talk to you about what it takes, how rewarding it is, you know, just go through exactly what I did. And uh, I want to do a little review of my experience, if you don't mind. So I basically went, I forgot to pull this up, so it's going to take me a second here, but I basically went to, uh, I, I posted on Facebook that I wanted to do a dog transport in, in memorial to my wife, you know, and I was reached out to uh, someone from one of the, the transports, uh, her name's Dana, and she's like, yeah, great, you know, if you want, you know, um, we'll put you on task. And by the way, uh, by the way, what are you doing right now? <laughs> or, or are you planning on driving to Jersey anytime soon? And so, yeah, I, I went ahead and uh, said, yeah, I'm actually going to New Jersey uh, this weekend. And she said, well, perfect, because I have a dog that needs to be transported to New Jersey. Now, at first, I was thinking, you know, I was just going to transport, like, maybe an hour to a handoff and stuff like that. I didn't know I, just, I was going to do, like, a, a long-haul transport. This is a picture of the dog that I, I transported. Um, and uh, <laughs> so it was it was kind of a shock, but it just proves to you and, and 
myself of how passionate the the people involved in dog transporting and how close they do get when it comes to doing the transports right as as a team as individuals it's like their community is is small but mighty right so i'm told hey you know uh yeah we have this we have a, a dog that we need that we need to transport and uh her name is jasmine and she's part pit bull and of course we have a bully myself and i know tanya was very passionate about rescuing pit bulls because they're so misunderstood and that's that's a whole nother story and i don't want to go down that rabbit hole but it was amazing how quickly once i said yeah i'm, I'm going to uh, new jersey from north carolina how quickly the team got together and communicated hey you know we have someone that's going to be able to take jasmine and um they got three, three people. Let me make sure I counted it correctly. I believe it was three, three people, including myself, to to hand the you know to to drive and tra transfer the dog between cars to get the to get the dog to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So uh, I met the I met uh, 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 the transporter in Chapel Hill, and the dog actually came from. I believe it was Charlotte or somewhere near Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. So they actually transported her to me and I met them in Chapel Hill and off we went. Now, before I continue on, I want to make sure that you have everything you need in case you want to do a transport and there are there are a few tools or or things that you need uh the first thing i would suggest is a a leads leash and this is one of this is a leads leash. this is not really a lead leash but i i kind of use it as a makeshift leads leash and the leads leash basically goes it's not doesn't attach to the collar attaches to the, the around the dog's neck and the proper leads leash will not um injured a dog and it will not it will not uh, uh, choke the dog out or whatever like that so you got to be really careful when it comes to you know the, the equipment that you pick but that that leash I got at Walmart for a few dollars and I use that as a makeshift leads leash Tanya told, taught me how to do that properly maybe I'll do another video on how to if you can't find a proper leads leash um, how to change that into uh, a leads leash, like a makeshift real quick leads leash. Uh, the second thing is a seatbelt tether, which I have one, but the transporter that I met up with, she had she had one I think was a little bit better, um, but this buckle here clicks into your seatbelt buckle, and then of course this attaches to the dog's harness or the dog's collar. The other thing that I suggest you don't really need it, but I think it makes the dog really comfortable is a nice blanket. You know, you laid it across the, 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 the seat and it's nice and comfy for, especially the long haul drivers, right? And the long haul passenger, which is a dog. Um, the next thing I, I suggest is a, a bowl 
right, for water, for food. Typically, the transporter, the originating transporter will um, hand you uh, whatever dog food that the dog is eating. And, of course, you need to bring a bottle of water. And lastly, you need a regular leash. I, you know, so we had the leads leash, but then we, I had a regular leash that I attached to the dog whenever I took her out and walked her. The last thing I suggest is treats. Uh, what treats will do is help the dog just acclimate to you, right? To do some type of bonding, take 15 minutes. I know some people are always in a rush. You can't be in a rush when you're doing a transport. You have to take your time. You have to work with the dog. You have to be very, very patient. So if you're not a very patient person, you will become one if uh, you decide to do this. But you take your time with the dog. You um, walk or walk them around, you know, let them go potty, and then load them into the car. And that can take some time too. Jasmine took a good 20 minutes, I think, to acclimate and to bond to me, basically. You gotta remember, these dogs are being transferred from vehicle to vehicle. They don't know like what's going on. They're like, okay, I was with this person, and now I'm with this person, What you know? where am I going? Um, for my dog, I will tell you that she has a uh, some anxiety because uh, you know, she was abandoned and then she was put into a shelter. So it, for the longest time, whenever I put her in the car or whenever Tanya put her in the car, she had a lot of anxiety, you know, she was panting heavily, you know, um, whimpering and things like that. She's a lot better now, but you got to remember, like, that's almost like you having to go to the dentist, right? It's like, you know, you my wife gets me in the car, like, okay, where are we going? And like, I don't know. We're going to the, I know this way. I'm, I'm not going to the dentist. So remember, it's patience. You take your time. It's patience. So now I've, I've, we, I have Jasmine in the car. Uh, we drove uh, about two hours and then stopped. So my first stop was in Ashland, North Carolina. It's a little bit farther than two hours. We hit a lot of traffic uh, at that time. Oh, one last thing, I almost forgot. This is very important. Let me share this video right here. And that's not it. Uh, okay. You need some type of tag, right? And the one of the transporters made a makeshift tag for me or for, or for Jasmine. And here it is. This makeshift tag uh for the dog's collar it's just a piece of duct tape but it has contact name and information like okay the dog's jasmine and a phone number in case the dog gets away now has it happened before i can tell you stories not so much from my perspective because i wasn't with tanya when it happened but people do dogs do get away Right. I mean, if you have a dog, if, if you're a dog owner, you've you've probably had a time where your dog got out of the house, especially um, dogs like hound dogs. Like when I had my dog Goose, once he got out of the house, he was gone. Right? He was on the move. So um, that tag will help collect the dog, have at least some way for someone to call you if uh, the dog gets away. But if you have the leads leash and you double leashing them up, you should be fine. Right. So 
back to the travel, we actually stayed in, uh, 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 traveled to Ashland and took a break, right? Um, oh, no, I'm, I'm actually wrong. Before we got to Ashland, we stopped at a rest stop on Route 85. That's right. We drove two hours, stopped there, walked the dog around. I went, she went, got back in the car, then went to Ashland. Stopped in Ashland to gas up, buy water and treats and stuff like that, and make sure she was comfortable. Then I drove another two hours, and that continued on for most of the day, right? Um, I left around 12, 1230 that, that day with the dog and arrived in New Jersey around 7.30 p.m. Now, my transport was actually an overnight transport because of scheduling. I could not deliver the dog on Sunday. So I actually went to a hotel in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, and, and you know, stayed there for the night. Now, remember, when you get into dog transporting, this is out of the love of your heart, right? You're a volunteer. So that means that a lot of the costs that you incur will come out of your own pocket. Just want to put that out there. Also, there have been times, earlier times, when Tanya didn't want to tell me that she was transporting uh, or didn't want to ask for money because I would find out uh, that she was transporting that some of the transporters will chip in and give you a few dollars for gas or tolls or whatever so they can get the dog to where they need to get to. Again, it's out of the goodness of your heart. I wouldn't expect that to be the case every single time, but... Again, the group is passionate, mighty, and they will do what it takes to get a dog near uh, to its final to 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 its location. I'm gonna stop and pause real quick and tell you because <laughs> I just uh, mentioned that Tanya didn't sometimes want to ask me for money because I would know what it was for. When I first bought Tanya her V Dub. This is when she first got her car. I said to her, now, don't run the miles up on this car. You know, you just got a new car. And I know Tanya was a driver. She loved cars. She really got really into cars later on in life, like 2018 or something like that. But she really loved her V-Dub. And... uh for the longest, I didn't know what she was doing when it, when she was traveling because I was at work. You know, I, I didn't work from home at the time. And I found out that she was, you know, driving uh, transport. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then her transport started getting like longer, a lot more miles. And uh, I started complaining a little bit. Um, but I will say, this is very rewarding. And, uh, you know, Tanya, I'm sorry if uh, I, I was an idiot at that time, but... It is something that is definitely rewarding. It will warm your heart. It will help you if you're in any type of funk, right? If you have some type of 
things going on in your life and you just need to break or get away for an hour or two, it's a good thing to do. You don't have to do long haul, right? Some of the transporters were driving 45 minutes to get the uh, to get to, to get Jasmine to my location. So, uh, you know, think about it 45 minutes up, 45 minutes back, that's an hour and a half. And you've, you've done a good thing to help the whole cause of uh, transporting this animal. The other thing I will say is once we got to the hotel, you know, we checked in. Actually, I stopped at two hotels. The first hotel uh, wanted to charge me $150 for the dog and $155 for myself. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? You're going to charge me the same fee to stay? So I have to pay $305. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. Um, any other, you know, do you have any other hotels? Because I mainly stay at Marriott's. Um, just long story. I really, I guess I should get into it. So, me and Tanya have traveled a lot on, you know, across the country, and we've learned a lot. And the one thing I've learned is that, you know, um, staying at uh, a higher-end hotel, no matter if it's a Marriott brand or Hilton brand or whatever, it does pay off versus staying at maybe a two-star hotel that might be like $50 a night. Um, you save time and you save money actually, because a lot of those hotels will have breakfast bars and coffee and all those things that you are gonna be looking for in the morning time anyway. And the amenities that they have in the hotels are usually a lot better. So um, I stay at Marriott's primarily now. Um, stay at Hilton's every once in a while, but I will you know, check into a Marriott. Anyway, I asked the, the, the um, the clerk at the hotel said, hey, you know, are there any other hotel Marriott brand hotels around here that will? And she pointed me in the right direction. And I went and stayed at the another Marriott in Mount Laurel. Um, but again, when we woke up the next morning, I traveled to my, my mom and dad's house because the drop off wasn't until after four o'clock. Of course, checkout time at the hotel was 12. So I had to kill a little bit of time. So I ended up going to a mom and dad's house and hanging out for uh, an hour or two because they are actually an hour away from where the hotel I was staying in. Um, so after that, around 3.30, Jasmine and I left out. We dropped her off at her forever home and everybody was happy. Jasmine was well. I, oh, it, she was. It wasn't a uh, forever home. I'm sorry. It was uh, a foster home. But it was the next step to her forever home. So, you know, uh, I felt great after doing it. I definitely want to do it again. I definitely think uh, for me, doing a long haul, especially with my my grieving period, and I know folks that my grieving is going to go on for quite some time but doing something like this definitely helped it definitely got me out of the house it got me on the road it got me to be more present and there's nothing like 
living in the present because remember you're driving you can't live in a fog you can't drive when i mean i guess people have driven in the, <laughs> driven in the fog but you know your mind has to be very present when you're driving so driving long haul i'm driving this precious cargo to its location it got me to focus on what i was doing being in the moment and being a little bit more meditative right put me in a meditative state so i could actually connect with tanya and i did feel tanya when i was driving i had tangles all over when i first took off from uh, uh chapel hill i had tingles all up my spine down my legs in my hands it was almost like she was sitting in the driver's seat with me and saying hey you know you got this i'm going to be with you the whole way and uh I felt great. I felt great that whole time. I felt great with the dog. I felt great when we checked in. I felt great when I dropped the animal off. And uh, then I went out and met a couple of uh, longtime friends, Ian and Allie, and I really enjoyed my time with them as well. So again, you know, thank you so much. And uh, my next podcast, you know, I have some podcasts coming up that will talk about grief that I have podcasts talking about homelessness, you know, Tanya was homeless. Um, so please tune back in. We'll go over these stories and we're going to start trying to shape this podcast into the thing that we all want it to be. So once again, thanks for checking in to never not awkward podcasts.